Welcome to the Weather Channel podcast. I'm Kate Parker. I'm a meteorologist for weather.com and the Weather Channel app. And boy, was Wednesday, May 27th, a dramatic day. Not only did we have a go, no go question on the SpaceX crewed flight that would be the first crewed flight to take off from U.S. soil in nearly a decade. But in addition to that, we had a five-hour tropical storm. Five hours. That was it. How does that happen? And they are connected. The go, no go on the SpaceX flight, the fact that we had this tropical system and tropical showers, tropicals, you know, trop they're tropicals. It's tropic trouble. That's what we're talking about today. And with me, I have Linda Lamb. She's one of our digital meteorologists. And I also have Jan Childs, who is not only a reporter for us here at weather.com, but she's also our Space Coast expert. And went out to do checks all day on Wednesday to see right. how everything was looking and going on. Hi, guys. Hey, Kate. Hey, Jan. Hey, Kate. Hey, Kate. hey Linda. <laughs> well, why don't we start with the weather first? Oh, wow. It was busy, <laughs> Linda, wasn't it? Wednesday was a it lot. It was a crazy day. It's <laughs> definitely one of those days that all of a sudden you realize the day's over, your shift's done, and it was, you know, nonstop. You know, it was always the next thing. And of course, the biggest start was uh, with all of a sudden we had Tropical Storm Bertha. I mean, we had low odds of it developing. And then all of a sudden, just everything just came together right when it was off the South Carolina coast. And the National Hurricane Center named it Tropical Storm Bertha. So that was a bit of a unexpected surprise yesterday morning. And then shortly after, about an hour after it was named, it then made landfall. So it was definitely one of those, you know, blinked and you missed it kind of system. And fortunately, it, it, because it was so short lived, it really didn't get to be that strong, but it certainly brought rain to places that didn't need it. But it, it's, I mean, we do see those, especially at this time of year, close to home. That's why you really do need to pay attention, even if it is just a a low chance, a yellow circle on the National Hurricane Center's page, you still need to pay attention. Yeah, this, I think, even took the NHC by a little bit of surprise <laughs> because they had actually even tweeted out, like, in all caps, like, no development expected right. for thing over the weekend. And then by Wednesday, it's like, oh, actually, this is a tropical storm. <laughs> like, oopsies. It made landfall yeah. Mount Pleasant, which was very near where Hugo made landfall, obviously. Very different systems. Yes, yeah, very different. But, I mean, technically a landfall. Yeah, so we're off to a really busy start. I mean, it, hurricane season officially starts June 1st. We're not even there yet. And we're right. already on the big moon. We've already had Arthur and now Bertha. So uh, that is uh, a little bit unsettling to <laughs> to many of us. Sure. When we're already predicting an above average season and it's like, oh yeah, maybe, yeah. <laughs> I will just like tease ahead because I have an inkling that there may be a future podcast coming on this topic, but we're not quite there yet on it. But perhaps the sea name we might yeah. be watching in the Gulf already. Yeah, there's, oh, still, wow. there's still, there there are signs that it, it's going to be busy. I mean, even into yeah. early June, definitely you need to pay attention if you live near the coast this hurricane season without a doubt at this point. Point. La Nina I mean, is rapidly developing, you know, yeah. like we're seeing that really fast, you know, the atmosphere driving that cooling in the equatorial waters off uh, the coast of Peru. And that really lowers our wind shear 
across the Caribbean, the Gulf of Mexico, parts of the Atlantic, all signs and all forecasts. We've talked about this numerous times, point to an active season and those homegrown storms like we like Linda, you and I have talked about a number of times on this podcast about how this time of year you got to look close to home. And I think yes. Bertha was the definition of close oh, yeah. to home. For well, sure. It doesn't get much closer to home than an hour from landfall. <laughs> what was the, yeah, right. What was kind of the determining characteristic you think that the Hurricane Center looked at and said, okay, we got to name this? Well, I mean, if you looked at the circulation, when you really looked at the radar and satellite data yesterday morning, there were definite signs that we, it was an organ, a more organized system than we had previously thought. And when you look at the other, you know, the buoy data, all, any data out there, uh, the winds were a decent, you know, it was definitely tropical storm strength. If it was something, it was not a tropical depression. But when you really saw that uh, low level circulation really become defined, um, it seemed that, yeah, I mean, it, it, it was it was not just, you know, a kind of a disturbance off the coast there. It was a little bit more organized than uh, we thought it would be at that point. But that wasn't the only tropical system or air mass that we are watching because we had also just had all of those that deluge of rain in south florida with that just kind of tropical blech that (laughs) spread itself across the state and that both of these kind of little disturbances went on to impact the spacex flight Right, right. So, I mean, the atmosphere was just primed. There's ample moisture available. And when you get towards summer, you often do, you you see this in Florida. So you see that risk of showers and thunderstorms uh, increase, you know, compared to the dry season, which we're, you know, heading towards the wet season. So um, it's just signs of what's to come. So we had, there was ridiculous amounts of rain in Miami over the weekend, over the holiday weekend, uh, which caused lots of flooding problems there. And then that tropical moisture just fed farther north. And we've seen some heavy rain and flooding reports with Bertha from, you know, that just juicy atmosphere. It's so much to watch. (laughs) And we were all watching for the SpaceX flight. I mean, this was really exciting news. I know, Jan, you go out to see like every launch, right? You're always in Slack and you're like, okay, hold on, I gotta go. There's a launch, right. I'll be back. Right, I live about 25 miles south of the of the launch pads um, and, the, and the Cape. So yeah, we can see it from our front yard. That's, nice. I mean, wow. that's really neat. <laughs> this one had a lot of pressure around it because it was gonna be the first flight to have a crew plus commercial flight. It was just kind of all eyes on this. I mean, the president and vice president both came in to watch this launch. Talk about pressure for the weather to perform. Right. And, you know, it brought back sort of harkened back to the space shuttle Challenger disaster back in 1986, because that was in a lot of ways very similar in terms of the the high profile launch, you know, that was the launch. Um, anybody, I think who was a kid then remembers that vividly because that was the launch that had a teacher on it. Everyone watched it in their schools. I actually watched it up in the sky. That shuttle blew up in the air uh, 73 seconds, I think, after it launched. And that was directly caused by weather. NASA has this pretty strict weather criteria that they follow. For the SpaceX launch, there was actually 14 different criteria that had to be met, you know, relating to wind shear and rain and 
thunder and lightning and temperature and all kinds of things. When the space shuttle exploded, it was, there were two weather rules that affected that. And those rules caused a series of disasters that resulted in the space shuttle exploding. So you can only imagine that everyone was thinking about that when we're going into this high profile launch, launching two astronauts from US soil into space for the first time since the shuttle program ended in 2011. Kate, like you mentioned, the public-private partnership with SpaceX. I mean, that's the way forward for the space program. And this was also sort of a moment, I think, for America to come together in this period with coronavirus and everything that we've been going through. So I think everybody was really, really looking forward to this. And you know, they let it go until seven minutes before, or I'm sorry, 17 minutes before takeoff. You know, like you said, there was thunderstorms all day long here. It was raining, it was thundering, it was lightning. And then I'm sitting here and all of a sudden I get a, a tornado alert warning on my phone. And I'm like, what is going on? You know, and <laughs> so it was crazy. And there, you know, a lot of people came in from out of town to watch the launch, not as many as normally would have. My gut instinct is the weather probably kept them away, possibly also coronavirus or just you know, various things associated with that. There certainly were large crowds in some areas, but it wasn't anything like it normally, it normally would have, would have been. And, you know, one other thing I wanted to mention really quick before I forget is that a lot of times people ask, why do they schedule launches in Florida in the afternoon when there's thunderstorms every single day, <laughs> right? Why? Right. Why would yeah, you do that? It doesn't that? seem to make sense, right? <laughs> right, because as I think I think you're going to talk about here in a minute, Linda, the, the upcoming, the next launch windows are also in the afternoon this weekend. So why <laughs> do they do that? Well, the reason they do that is because they have to launch at a specific time to get into the right orbit they need to be in to get to their destination, which in this case is the International Space Station. So it has a lot to do not just with what's happening here, but where the space station is and what orbit they need to get into to link up with that. Yeah, we've seen, you know, a number of launches over the years where it's delay, delay, delay. But that was not the case yesterday because it was an instantaneous launch window. Right, Jan? Right. Like you had we that was the only time 10 minutes later wouldn't work. Right. In fact, if you were listening to the live feed from the from the Mission Control yesterday, they actually said if we only had 10 more minutes, mm. we could we could go. <laughs> and yeah. And so sometimes there is a two hour window or a three hour window. And so they'll delay for 10 minutes or 15 minutes or whatever. But in this case, just because of the way they had to, to get into orbit, it, it was only 4.33 PM. That was it. That was the only time they could go. It is. I, I have to say personally, as a meteorologist, I have spent so much of my career, especially whenever I was in local television, if there was going to be an outdoor event or people were going to be outdoors and thunderstorms were in the forecast, I mean, I would drive that home like do not be caught outside in a thunderstorm lightning wind possible tornado warnings like this is all just seems like it would be logical but like we don't always cancel the soccer game or whatever it is that is planned whenever we think oh well you know maybe we'll miss the thunderstorm maybe it'll be a little just far mm -hmm. enough away i just personally could not believe that they waited until 17 minutes before to call this. I know it was a high profile event, but I think it was clear from f the day before that this was not going to be a great window for launch. And then once that tornado warning happened just oh, shy yeah. of the launch pad, right. like an hour before launch, I'm like, you know, I'm looking at my husband who's also a meteorologist and I'm like, do you, 
are you looking at this radar? Like, how have they not canceled this? <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I was like, oh, they're going to cancel it now. They're, like, it's clear that this is a yeah. bad idea. And they Why didn't. Why get them loaded up? Why get them, you know, like on the sheet, ready to go? I mean, I guess that just speaks to how badly they really wanted to do it right. on yesterday. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yesterday morning, I kept looking. I'm like, I, I just don't. It just seems too risky to me but you know i'm i tend to err on the side of caution so maybe that's that's a piece of it but uh yeah it just yeah. didn't seem like they would be it would be a great plan to to try it yesterday and it's also not the just the launch site but it's also where if they have to um abort, abort the, yeah right then they it's where they may come down and need rescue. So I do think that Bertha was in one of those sites, you know, that tropical disturbance was one of the areas that they may have had as an option that then was no longer an option. Do we know the, I mean, I know we know that lightning was a problem. We know that for launch, why else did they no go yesterday? It was, it was strictly weather here, although they were watching that weather in 50 other locations for for that were possible abort sites. And that's actually a really important part of this new launch process because back in the shuttle era, they didn't have a way to abort. So right. that is that is another really big, important um, new part of this that they have now so that the astronauts can have a way to be ejected. Basically, the capsule can be ejected if something goes wrong with the spacecraft itself. So I, you know, in the end, that didn't have anything to do with why they canceled it. But they certainly were watching that all day long as well. They were watching Bertha. And, you know, you saw some tweets and things like that. People uh, involved with the launch were, were tweeting out, oh, now, no, now we have a tropical storm to watch too, you know. And so, you know, you also kind of have to wonder in the back of your mind if they were looking forward to this weekend to the weather. Because honestly, it's not going to be much better. And so, you know, while, while it was a high profile launch and obviously, and I'm sure everyone involved wanted it to go, you know, they, they train, they practice, they do computer, computer modeling for literally hundreds of thousands of hours, but no one can control the weather, you know, it drives so, people crazy. So you, you, just, you just have to do thinking in the back of your mind, maybe they were looking forward to this weekend. You know, I think right now, currently the backup days are Saturday and Sunday. As far as I know, they haven't announced a date beyond that, but I think it's a 60% chance of a go right now on both of those days. Do you, do you guys have some sense of what yeah. the weather's going to be? Yeah, yeah, the weather Linda. doesn't really look much better, to be honest. I mean, this we're still going to have the humid, moist air mass in place. We're still mm -hmm. expecting scattered showers and thunderstorms, especially in the afternoon, which is in when both of those windows are once again on Saturday and Sunday. And in addition, we're going to have a cold front that will be approaching the Florida Peninsula this weekend as well. So you'll see, you know, an increase of convection thunderstorm activity due to that as well. So it I don't know what the the what the next window would be past Sunday, but if yeah, I, the good yeah. thing is if there is a window past Sunday, there's several days in the early to mid part of next week that actually look really nice after that cold front passes. But I'm not sure what uh, what the windows could potentially be, and <laughs> so I mean maybe they were looking at this weekend and saying, well, gee, it's not really looking all that much better. I will say Sunday at this point looks like a slightly better chance than Saturday, but I mean. Yeah, when you're talking, you know, scattered showers and thunderstorms in Florida, you know, at this time of year. Yeah. I mean, especially this right. couple a couple of days out, it's really hard to pinpoint, you know, your percent, your an accurate percent chance, you know, and to say, yep, it'll be good. You, you should be fine at three o'clock, you know, or three thirty. But yeah. you know, and they also have, you know, there's certain radiuses of where 
you know, within the launch pad for weather. Right. So, we, so, and as you know, here in Florida, it can literally be raining on one side of the road and not on the other side of the road, you know, yeah. but just because the weather <laughs> might look nice and sunny at the launch pad doesn't mean that they can launch because right. there's, there's certain parameters for storms within a certain number of miles. Especially the lightning concern, because mm-hmm. we all know lightning right. can strike, you know, miles from, you know, 10, lightning 15 miles from the storm center. So you can't just be focused on that one point where it's launching. It's a whole area. So now you're talking about a bigger grid kind of to look at for right. potential and, storms. So And that lightning was definitely uh, a primary concern yesterday, for sure. I would also note that anybody who is considering trying to go out again to watch, to keep that in mind, that right. lightning can, just because it's not raining on you doesn't mean that you're not at risk of being struck by lightning. Personally, if I were trying to watch the launch and I knew that there was a thunderstorm nearby, I would stay in my car. It mm-hmm. acts a little bit like a grounding uh, mechanism. If lightning were to strike, it's called a Faraday cage. It kind of, it's not great. No. <laughs> it's not the but best place you want to be. be. <laughs> but don't, right. you know, don't like hike two miles mm-hmm. to get to a good spot if they're, if, you know, because the forecast right now does have the chance of thunderstorms. Like it is a possibility. So I would plan on trying, if you are trying to get out again and hopefully see this launch, plan on having some sort of shelter, whether it's your vehicle or a building that you can go into, because that is, we do, that would just be heartbreaking if, you know, people are trying to watch this historic launch and then we see, you know, one of these lightning deaths occur, which happen every day. During the summer, it seems like we yeah. get people struck by lightning. It, I know it's not every single day, but it's a lot. It's <laughs> that a we lot. Get sometimes, that, right? That's, that's, that's an excellent. Like yeah, the risk is there. For sure. Well, I think that we have had enough drama this week for weather. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know. I think you just jinxed it, Kate. I think, I, think I, so. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I did jinx us. Dang it. Um, but the, I think SpaceX for not launching for a couple of days, give us a little breather on whether it's going to be go, no go again, down to the wire. And we'll see what happens this weekend. If it's Saturday, if it's go Sunday, maybe Monday would be a lot better. Um, <laughs> and of course, we're going to watch the Gulf. I'm sorry to bring that up again, but we are talking tropics. So. Yeah, there's a lot to watch. And I mean, with two storms already this season, I mean, typically, I mean, we haven't had a lot of seasons with two <laughs> storms before this point, but most of those, there's been about five uh, since 1851, I believe. And oh. about um, most of those, three of those were above average um, for the number of storms, which I mean, makes sense. I mean, you already got a head start. So I think the theme here is, you know, it's getting to that time of year. So stay tuned and watch, you know, Watch for any potential uh, tropical trouble. Good, good advice. All right, guys, it was great to see you and chat with you about this. Thank you for Thank all your you. expertise. Good to yeah. see you both. You too, guys. Thanks for joining us on the Weather Channel podcast. Remember that you can subscribe and rate this podcast anywhere that you listen to them. So if you like to listen on Apple or Google Play Store, wherever it may be, remember to subscribe so you can get the latest in-depth conversations on what's happening with the weather right there ready for you while you are quarantining or going back to work or whatever it may be. And uh, we hope that uh, you stick with us because we will definitely have more to talk about if the SpaceX launch gets pushed again and or if we see some tropical development. It'll happen before long. Bye-bye.